This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver. Selling weed has been legal here for over 10 years, and for the first time ever, sales are not just down, but they're plummeting. So this week, we're diving into some epic weed drama that just erupted as all those budding ganjapreneurs fight over the scraps. And yes, this episode features quite a lot of explicit language. Plus, stick around for our wins and fails of the week. Today's Friday, November 3rd. I'm Paul Caroli, and here's what Denver's talking about. Welcome back to CityCast Denver, the show about the city hosting the big Donald Trump campaign stop this week. That's right, the former president's surrogates, aka lawyers, are making his case to one very influential voter. Denver District Court Judge Sarah B. Wallace is going to decide whether or not he's allowed to hold office after his role in January 6th. Um, it's Friday. Uh, we're here at the 5280 Magazine Studios. Bree is out sick. I've got a couple of my favorite people on with me today. Uh, producer Olivia Jewel Love is here. Hello. And joining us as we walk into... <laughs> I can't believe I wrote this. <laughs> I got in such a mood reading these articles last night. But anyway, joining us as we walk into Denver's checkered underbelly, our green chili and politics correspondent, Justine Sandoval. Welcome back, Justine. <laughs> what up, everyone? Um, Justine, we're not going to talk about politics today. That's not our main thing, but there is an election next week. Where, what are you watching? I want to, what, what is your take on the, the state of politics? Um, you know, as somebody who works in elections, I should be a lot more informed on this next election coming up. Mm, relatable. But in Denver, it involves one of the things that I am most afraid of when it comes to local politics is uh -oh. the school board. So <laughs> I haven't paid as much attention attention or had as much devotion as I would like to, but um, anyone who's lived in Denver for any amount of time knows that the school board race is wild. Mm -hmm. um, so really watching what's going to happen with that. And then, you know, statewide Prop HH, which I still don't completely understand. So I will <laughs> refrain from giving too much opinion on that. But I think those that definitely is Denver school board race and then proposition HH. Olivia, are you uh, paying attention to the election? Is there anything you're watching? I mean, I'm just bitter because last year I didn't get a Tabor refund. Oh, yeah. So I'm just bitter Sorry about, about that. all of it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I'm just, I'm just vibing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't get one either. Because Metro State and I are still in a battle over <laughs> like $500 and they took it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's how I know I'm still like hood. I'm like, they took my refund check. <laughs> yeah. I kind of really used it too. And I was real mad. So it's fine. Well, it's fine. Whatever. Better luck next year, I guess. Um, I guess. Let's get into our, our story of the week. This is this is a real doozy. Um, what a 
thing, just wild thing that's been happening in the <laughs> weed industry. Um, but we've been talking about this basic topic for like a long time. So it's a little bit of a follow-up. Weed parties, sometimes known as public consumption. Uh, over the summer, the city started cracking down on these parties um, because it is against the law to do this, to host parties with both weed and commerce. Um, but now we happen to know a lot more about what's happening. The rooster of all places had a scoop this week with the headline, according to leaked emails, Jad's Mile High Smoke complained about weed lounges, comma, events. Olivia, is there more detail we should give up front on, on the, the latest? Anything else you'd want to add? I... <laughs> No, there's just a lot of the, the the commentary in this article is really funny. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of um, they've inserted some some thoughts between the lines. Um, you know, I, I particularly like this line where they said, uh, starting in 2022, the city of Denver said, "Never mind, get fucked." <laughs> so I, I'm not sure that if the city of Denver did say that or not. I I'm waiting to hear back on that one. <laughs> yeah, but I did like this writing. Um, mm -hmm. It's saucy. So we're talking about the rooster. I don't know. Justine, do you have a take on the rooster, the, 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 the bringer of this information to us that we're going to get into? I mean, the rooster's the rooster. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't sleazy. know. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Um, okay. So let's just, I guess we'll, we should start back over the summer. So this is some of the emotion of the, the conflict that's happening over these weed parties. Um, so I'm going to play you to a clip from a podcast hosted by two guys who are in the weed and restaurant and Instagram influencing business um i had just read this article about a west uh, an event um like a stoner movie thing getting shut down did you all see that yeah. it was like grandma's, grandma's boy. boy i didn't know that was a stoner thing but anything could be a stoner thing good point good point um anyway uh here's I can the clip. confirm <laughs> <laughs> all right here's here's the clip from stoned appetite they're the hosts are talking about the their private party event business and because our private, you know, because events are private instead of public, you know, we have a pre-approved guest list, do checks at the door, things of that nature. It does not apparently matter because we have a motherfucker inside the ranks that is just ratting folks out. That commercial Karen was a guest on our podcast. Allegedly, I've seen screenshots of fines that have been sent from people that were receiving the fines. Commercial Karen and the team from Commercial Karen have been going undercover or just seeing what's going on on social media and decided to report everybody that's hosting events. My only, again, this is all alleged. I mean, what the absolute fuck is this? Like, what kind of person does this to the industry they swear that they love and care about are trying to grow? It's just baffling. I'm fucking so angry. So he's upset. Oh, he's so, I'm so sorry that happened to you. <laughs> so angry. What do you, what's happening here? Justine, what's happening? <laughs> All of this is so funny to me. I don't me know. <laughs> Listen, I, I think a lot of people know this about me and I'm be really honest. I'm not a fan of like weed culture or like Denver okay. weed culture. It's just very weird. Um, just not a scene I really understand or get. So this outrage, I mean, I get it. Like she was snitching on these people, but also Seems I'm just kind of like, yeah. Uh, one of the things that people are always shocked is I did not vote for legalization, even though I did not want to see brown and black people in prison anymore for weed, and I think that it should be completely 
legal, mm-hmm. nationwide, I could just see it coming that this was going to be another white male dominated yes. industry in yes. Colorado. And it was going to, it was going to take the nature hippiness out of weed mm-hmm. and turn it into this capitalistic nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And I'm here a, we are. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. That's, I, I have been to, I, I mean, okay. My mother listens to this. Hi, mom. I have been to a few events like this. Mm-hmm. It is exactly guys like that that are mm-hmm. at this event. And it's just like, you want to be oppressed so bad. Like this guy, he's like, I'm so sorry that you can't throw your little weed party. Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. He's so, so upset about it. And just get I don't know, like get the license, like do pay the money, get the license. The other issue with that is like this money to get all of these licenses. It puts it in like this area, but the people complaining about it have the money a lot of times. It's not like this poor little hobby where they're just underground growing weed in their basement. Like this is, this is a big thing that's happening and they have the money to do this and they just are acting like it's this, I don't know, this this is like a roots thing. And it's like, no, you're exactly the problem here. You've turned it into this huge capitalistic thing. And then you're mad that you have to play by the rules that you made, basically. Well, it's, oh, no, no, let me let me tie this back to your point, Justine, because I talked to my, my guy at the Department of Excise and License <laughs> who always gives me the good stuff. And he told me that it's the problem is that these guys who are going into the weed industry, they're, they've chosen the wrong niche. They want to do these pr- public parties, these parties, well, private public, that's actually kind of the issue, but yeah, they are yeah. public. I mean, regardless of what this guy says in the clip, he's saying they check IDs. That's all like things they try to do so they don't get complaints. My guy at the excise and license department says it's complaint driven, all these actions. That's why this was happening over the summer. So all these emails that the, the, the whistleblower lady, commercial Karen, quote unquote, sent that did drive the crackdown. Anyway, um, the law is, uh, from excise and license point of view, he says, we are trying to work on social equity. One of the key components of that is license exclusivity. In Denver today, you can only get a license for public consumption, aka parties, if you qualify for social equity until July 2027. So these white weed bros don't qualify. They can't get a license to host parties. (laughs) Well, that just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now I'm like, that sounds a whole new element. I know, right? Like, it totally changed how I thought about this and, and like, what, what's actually happening here and how these regulations have weirdly warped the, the, this industry. But why can't they? Because the, the, the qualifications are, I mean, there, it's a lot of things. It's like, there's one that was, I don't remember exactly, but it's like, did you, have you spent time in prison for drug-related offenses? Mm. Um, are you a part of, a, 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 a like, a, a, a group that's, historically oppressed, like in related to the war on drugs. There's a few things like this, but if you don't qualify, and this is how we have decided to regulate this industry, if you don't qualify, you can't get a license to host your parties. 
Well, maybe they should stop having so many white people in their little group and invite some hey. invite some other people into their little inner circle. No. I don't know. Good just, answer. Just Good a answer. thought. Just if your just organization thought. was more diverse in the first place. You then you could maybe qualify. But if it's just a bunch of white podcast bros, Paul excluded. <laughs> you know? By the way, you two are maybe, uh, I'll invite you to my private parties when I do. Oh, thank God. Well, this is wild to me. This is why I don't like weed culture either it's because it comes weird exclusive and like i was having these same parties at my house for years watching grandma's boy and never can come over and get stoned yeah. no problem it's, uh-huh. it's it's very weird though i mean i have i have been to a couple of these and it's it's very it's a, it's a weird the ones i've been to anyway it's it's kind of a lot it's just a lot of flexing is what is what I've seen from it. What do you it's mean like by that? People flexing on each other. People flexing their their glass on each other. Like, oh, I can take a bigger, fatter no, rip on this pond than you. No, people flexing like their pieces they have. Oh, wow. it's about class. <laughs> yeah, interesting. The, they're like, I have this this rig, and it's probably like twenty k. And Holy cow. no, people have. There's a lot of this culture. I don't know how much of this we're going to keep in, but there's a lot of this culture is Every that <laughs> is that a lot of these. Okay, I, I don't know how much of this I want to say. A lot of these people are drug dealers, and they put their money. I mean, that's what they this put is. their money into glass. Oh, and that's their that's their assets is their glass, which is interesting. Wild. So they have like like tens of thousands of dollars worth of glass because they're they have drug dealer money and they need to put it somewhere because it's you know it's it's not a plant touching industry it's regulated differently yeah glass yeah i don't know how that would affect it but that does seem interesting okay here's here's another thing my guy at excise (laughs) license told me i want to hear what you two think about this there are ways for you can you can have parties that have weed at them that where you can smoke weed um currently there are a few businesses licensed uh that have buses that you can hire oh. to come to like your wedding. One of them does weddings. These are the social equity applicants. They've been legalized. So you could hire a bus to come to your party that people could, I guess, go outside yeah, and get then on smoke the bus. In I smoked bus. in it. Is that weird? What is, I, that seems so like not fun to me. It was, okay, so Hot I pulled up the to bus. the event yeah. and like the side doors open like city bus, but then the driver is boxed in from it all oh. and it was just like a seating area and then i came on and they're like want to do a dev and they started like there was some oh, they had all kinds of rigs and things God. on there and then people or you could just bring your own weed on and then you sit down and smoke and i love yeah. like, i love that the driver is like anti-hot boxed <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah they <laughs> gotta be protected they have like air <laughs> yeah he was <laughs> away from the hot box I mean, it was fine, but you can also smoke on the porch outside on the balcony and have to go sit in the bus. Uh, yeah, right. I just imagine like <laughs> pulling up to the wedding and the bride gets out and her dress just is smelling dang. <laughs> it's like her grandma's like, oh, oh, it smells, it smells weird. <laughs> I'm like the pot bus. My family, we have the pot bus. It's behind the garage during mm-hmm. Thanksgiving or wherever. <laughs> Actually, yeah. in my house, I grew up, my dad is very anti-alcohol. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah, he calls it the white man's poison. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he was very pro-weed. My dad smoked a lot of weed, still smokes weed. So I grew up in a very weed-positive environment, anti-alcohol cool. environment. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Although my mom loves beer. She drinks a lot of beer. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom, I didn't mean for that. Pause. She enjoys beer. My dad's fine with it. But, like, he was very anti-alcohol when we were growing up. He wasn't. Mm on board for like, and that's why even when like marijuana was gonna be legalized, 
it was a lot of his thought that got in my head about like another white male dominated industry type thing and it's yeah. gonna be a big mess hmm. um you know mo- it should be mostly equity so we're not putting people in prison for the shit anymore uh so i've never been like pot's just been fine like hmm. it's fine your hmm. uncles are outside it doesn't matter that's not in your business if you're a minor <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's interesting though because it sounds like these rules behind getting these licenses is to try to avoid this um, phenomenon you're explaining of it becoming the you know white man's moneymaker yeah. basically, and then here we are with all these white men complaining yeah. that they can't be moneymakers, <laughs> and it's like, do you not have enough? And I know we're gonna get like roasted for this. People are gonna just be like, everyone's got mm. their own opinion about this. They kind do, of thing, they and do. And good. I'm, I'm not. I'm pro weed. You know, I'm pro drinking. Hi, mom. Again, hello. Mm. But you know, I don't know. I'm just, I just don't see why certain groups have to historically profit off of every single thing. Yeah, and then feel, and then complain about it. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like pro narc. You know, I don't know. I think I think Miss Miss uh, what cons- Stacy Davis. That's who we should Stacey. talk about. Stacy. I think Stacy. I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of shady that she narked on these people just because she was mad that she wasn't getting that she wasn't getting the business. That's kind of how the, all these articles have framed it. Yeah. I think that's kind of dumb. But also, like, I don't have sympathy for these businesses. I mean. I don't. I don't have sympathy for them. I'm sorry. When I hear a lot of no, like commercial, we should talk commercial Karen. Let's talk really. Yeah, about, sorry yeah. to cut you off, Justin. No, Let's no. talk about commercial Karen. Stacy Davis. We talked about. She is the co-owner of Jad's Mile High Smoke. This is what the rooster reported. This, this is, this is why she's upset. She, this she runs the state's only business licensed to both sell and host public consumption. The only business. So she thinks that these parties are cutting into her business. I guess they host uh, yoga and comedy and like stuff like that there. Um, what do we think about her? What, are we sad for You've made your feelings. Clear, I guess, <laughs> Mind Olivia, your business. <laughs> Mind your business, Karen. Like, Jesus. I'm not going to lie. Stacey Davis's attitude is a high killer. <laughs> you wouldn't go do yoga uh, no, with Stacey? It kills, it kills my eye. I... That's what was sad when all this went through. There was a lot of like stoner yoga stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know any of my yoga sessions that weren't stoner yoga already. But, (laughs) you know, it was the ability for people to be able to consume on site and then do yoga. Oh, my God. Um, I'm doing hot yoga now. If I did that, I would be like passed out right now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, this kind of like attitude about it. It does. It's kind of like, "Mm, okay, I don't know. Also, their location is weird. I look them up. County. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no one's going up there to do this. They want to do it in like downtown Denver or like, you know, want to embrace weed tourism. But then there's never been any concrete way to allow people to consume. So you mm-hmm. can't really have a weed tourist mm-hmm. industry if people can only buy it and then just hold on and they can't take it with them. So like right. it's something that's needed to be solved for a long time. But then when your one consumption place is... 76 and Washington yeah. Street. <laughs> and it has uh, Karen running it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, well, what are people supposed to do? It's just it's just embracing edible culture. Wants you to take your edible exactly. and go on with it. It says, mm-hmm. eat your little gummy and you'll like it. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your time in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a, that's a good place to end here. Maybe just one last quote from, from Stacey Davis. I'll give her the last words. Uh, she had been emailing her complaints to like, 
tw- apparently 20 recipients or something. <laughs> and uh, because this was when our new mayor, Mike Johnson, was being inaugurated, she did add him to her emails at a certain point, according to the rooster. And she writes in one, uh, Mr. Mayor, welcome to the team. So we're all trying to figure this out together. And, uh, thank you. Thank you, Stacey Davis. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Wins and Fails. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is, like, surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. All right, and we're back. Time for our favorite segment, the way we like to end every week. Uh, it's wins and fails, a.k.a. Rocky Mountain highs and lows. Uh, we're going to do fails first so we can end on wins. Um, who's Who's got a good Rocky Mountain low for us? I could start. Paul's, make, Paul's making eye contact with me <laughs> heavy right same now. Way. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. My, my fail, kind of an abstract concept, but I, I've seen a lot on uh, Nextdoor, Twitter, everything. Everybody is narking on kids for they leave out their take one candy bowl and they're like oh these kids i saw on my doorbell camera that they took the whole bowl i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry when i was a child we did not have doorbell cameras i mean if you did you were probably like a weirdo but Mm -hmm. what can we not just let children enjoy their 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 like one act of rebellion in taking the entire bowl of candy and just feeling so good about that. Hmm. I mean, I I am not a rule breaker. I'm not a lawbreaker. I am not a klepto, anything like that. But my one act of rebellion would be dumping half the bowl in my bag when somebody had the audacity to just leave a bowl out. I'm like, if you don't have the time to open the door for me, I don't have the time to not take your entire bowl of candy. Hmm. So Hmm. I think it's a fail that these people are complaining and they're posting videos. They're posting videos. They're like, look at these kids. They're posting videos yeah, of other people's of, kids? Of their ring doorbell. Of their ring doorbell. They're like, look at, cool. these, look at these kids. They they stole the candy. I'm like, maybe you should just open the door. Maybe you should distribute the candy. I don't know. <laughs> so point. I'm fail, fail on you for not trying a little harder. No, I would agree with that because I've seen there was like a whole trend this year of just putting the bowl out yeah. and saying take one but if you're not going to hmm. be there to hand out the candy then just your house is not handing out candy just yeah, don't do just it just don't do it hmm. turn off your light yeah I'm because taking the whole I bowl. committed my evening to that and I even brought a friend over because I knew it was cooking too so I was like I yeah. need you to like monitor the door yeah and then, so like him and my other friends sat outside and handed out the candy I'm like, thank you, because that was our that's the that was our duty thing. for the night. Well, and the kids, hmm. like, the whole thing is you go up and you say trick or treat. It's like, I don't know, probably something to do with, like, the social formation of kids' heads, how they go, like, talk to strangers and shit. I don't know. But, like, hmm. yeah, no, I like opening the door and be like, oh. And, like, seeing what they are. I, I don't know. And a, da, da, da. Here, well, did you I'm leave a bowl this. out? 
<laughs> We're oh, like, wait, that's a- <laughs> I probably <laughs> wasn't being conspicuously quiet. Um, yes, I did. Uh, but here's why. No kids to come to our house anymore. Yeah, we got so one I trick just- or treater. So at the end of the night, it was like 9 p.m. It's dark. We were just like, I guess we can just pick this up in the morning. I'll leave it out. I Would you cares? like the whole bowl? I just last kid drove up to your house and dumped it all in my bag. <laughs> we'll yes. make it a new tradition next Halloween. Let's yeah. bring this back. We can do that. Okay. I I would appreciate that. I think have some respect for the children of your neighborhood and hand them candy and hand them a handful. Don't be stingy. <laughs> respect those kids. Respect Halloween. Have some respect for Halloween. Uh, let's let's move on. <laughs> Justine, you got a fail? Well, I have a win and a fail combined into one. Okay. So, yes. um, I don't know. A lot of people may have heard that um, Representative Ken Buck is not going to seek re-election hmm. this time on. Weld County's finest. Weld County's finest. Never Trumper, <laughs> I think we might call him. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll give Ken Buck, you know, some credit in that that way, um, you know, he's taken a lot of heat from uh, his party in the last few weeks over his votes with the speaker. And Where was he in that? Because I knew he was in the headlines, but honestly, I didn't pay attention that much to the speaker voting. Was he what side was he on or like? Oh, so when it came to well, he was very adamantly against um, Jim Jordan. OK. And yeah, so and he was he was voting against Jordan. So there was a lot of this, you know, well, let's just, if you just like bring the Republican party up, mm-hmm. there's obviously a lot of, it's a can um, of worms. disagreements between the party right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that he gets the rhino title a lot from some hardcore megas. And there had been a lot of people, um, really getting ready to run against him. And I think, you know, he, doesn't want to deal with the BS, so he's going to not run for re-election. And so the reason for me why this could be a win or a fail is it can be a win because no more Kim Buck. That's that's great. <laughs> like I wasn't, I'm not in the Republican Party, but not a huge fan of, of, of most Republicans. So there's that. But also it could be a fail because in replacement of Ken Buck um, could be somebody even worse. <laughs> oh, like one of these MAGA people. Some of these hardcore MAGAs. There is a dude running right now. I don't even know his name, but I do know that he goes by the King King MAGA. So that's alarming. King MAGA. They're King so Mega. creative with the names. Um, I feel like Trump would be King MAGA in the like the world of this. He's oh my creator. god, that guy's totally like, stepping that's kind on of his. a challenge to Yes. Wow. King Mega. Trump's like, oh, no, he's coming for I you. Mean, not, I don't want to, not coming for you, Mega King. I, you know, he's stay the back. regional King Mega of <laughs> Wild <Okay>. County. <laughs> regional Colorado <laughs> small town King Mega. King <laughs> Mega. And, you know, so that, that could be a, a big issue, um, considering that we're pretty sure we're going to get rid of Bo. We have a lot of confidence, but then we could replace her with King Mega, and that could be just as terrible. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Well, that's something to keep uh, keep an eye on next year. Those uh, elections coming up um, to fill those seats yeah. again. Um, We're trying to clean up the Colorado delegation, yeah. but we'll see what happens. Well, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll check in with you as those campaigns develop, Justine. Um, my fail. Oh, my gosh. This is such a fun kind of story. Uh, my fail goes to Eric Michaels, who is a man who I, not a particularly notable person, other than oh, wow. Business Insider asked him about his story of moving to a oh, foreign no. country this week. Uh, the headline in the real estate section is, 
I moved to Denver and regretted it because it was freezing, expensive, and hard to make friends. I'm much happier now living in Spain. Oh. So <laughs> I just want to read a couple of quotes and see what you. So this like reverse colonization in my mind of my Spanish ancestors who came to Colorado. That I should have stayed in Spain. I mean, <laughs> I'm like. Oh. Let, let me let me tell you what Eric saw in Denver. See if you two feel like this is this sounds like Denver. You two. So he says he hated the weather. It was one of his main things. Um, he says, during our first snowstorm, our dog was at the vet and they kept us waiting all day to pick him up. By the time they finally said to come, it was snowing already extremely hard. I had a Toyota Prius and because Denver is extremely hilly. Hello? What? Denver's hilly? Okay. Uh, the car couldn't make it. It was too slippery. We ended up having to call a friend who had a pickup truck and even his all-terrain vehicle had issues getting to the vet. What? If you can't drive in the snow, baby, just say that. Your tires are bald, homeboy. <laughs> yeah, as a Prius driver, I can I can handle the snow. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. Yikes. It really is just your tires. It's your tires, everybody. I don't know how many times I have to say this. Where did you he have come no from? Tread. Where, wait, where did he come from? He came from Atlanta. He said it was a lot easier to make friends in Atlanta. People would call him back. Here, people were like, uh, people I'm busy. I'm tired. I don't want to make plans with you. I don't believe that because Atlanta's taking heat this week from... Well, what's his name? The food reviewer guy who was there. Oh, what? I don't know this. Yeah. What's happening? Some um, food reviewer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. What's his name? I can't I gotta remember his name. Keith Lee. Keith hmm. Lee. Super famous food reviewer. Has like 14 million followers on TikTok. And he helps out these restaurants. He goes and reviews and people show up like crazy. Well, he's been doing a food tour. He did Atlanta. Uh -huh. And... There's just like all of these rules in Atlanta restaurants. There's a whole really? culture that people have been complaining about about Atlanta dining, and Keith Lee has like exposed it all. Wow! So I'm like, Atlanta doesn't sound that friendly as far as restaurants go, from what I've learned in last week. So that's hmm. interesting. He said that. That is interesting. Um, anyway, the last thing is the affordability. He was like, many houses and apartments are old in Denver, and because there's a high demand for them, it felt like no one cared about renovating them. We rented an old two-bedroom, two-bath apartment in a decent area, and it went for $2,300. But as of May 2023, the price went up to $2,800, I assume, per month. I mean, I mean that, welcome. Yeah. That tracks. America. That tracks. But, I mean... <laughs> It's weird. People are always like, oh, the apartments are so old there. I'm like, oh, have you been to the East Coast? Mm -hmm. I've been to apartment building there. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to live in new construction? I don't know that I do. Sorry, that might just be a hot, hot construction family take. <laughs> no, well, that was a whole thing. The state legislature had to do a whole bill a few years ago about faulty contractors yeah. because they were remodeling these spaces yeah. and they were totally they messing them job. up. Hmm. They found like phantom vents where they just made it look like there was a vent. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah. yeah. It was bad. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Eric Michaels lives in Spain now. Uh, I'm he's, glad that he's, he's happy. Good for mm -hmm. him. I'm glad he's happy and making friends. You know, you are what you attract, though. So... Maybe he just wasn't putting out friendly vibes. We're going to go to another quick break and we'll be back with wins. All right, we're back. Uh, here we are. The best part of the show. Wins of the week are Rocky Mountain Highs. Who wants to start? Justine? Why do you want to look mine? I guess the win of No More Ken Buck and Wild <laughs> But, yeah. I mean, That's like true. I said, we'll see. That's true. Olivia, you got one? Yep. Sorry, that was weird. No, bring it on. Um, ski season. It's happening. Mm. They're opening. 
A Basin, Keystone, mm-hmm. Eldora. Mm-hmm. They're on the way. I'm really excited. Um, I'm ready to hit the snow, get my skis tuned, get out there. Hmm. Anybody who's got an epic pass and wants to ski with me, hit me up. Well, nice I might, to, I've never pass, been hey? skiing. Never? Never. That's the Colorado thing, though, right? Yeah. Everyone's like, you grew up here. Yeah, I didn't go skiing, but a lot of people moved here yeah. for skiing. I'm a transplant. Weird. I'm yeah. a transplant. So well, makes sense. I might do it this year. I might ski with you. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. We're going. Um, we got, we're got. we working on an episode about skiing industry. I'm very excited about we it. Got are. someone coming in this afternoon. I've been looking forward to talking yeah. to you for like I, a long, long time. Yeah. I've never cool skied, one. but I'm very fascinated by the ski industry. Same. It's so weird. Yes. And there's so many like social elements. I got like housing and the way. Oh. I remember years ago, they stopped drug testing the workers up there because nobody really? could. Yeah. yeah. Before they legalization, the work more, yeah, okay. yeah, and everyone they were like, you know, clear of all drugs except for weed. So they started just <laughs> taking weed off of the the application. I remember it was a big thing, and then yeah. weed got legal years later, legalized years later. But makes sense. So I love uh, the ski industry is fascinating to me. All right, well, Thanks. coming up on the show, we're we're gonna go deep on it. Um, that's a that's a great win, Olivia. What's the slope you're most looking forward to hitting? I don't know. I, I'm trying to. I'm. I want to hit a bunch of peaks this year i want to i really like fam, family favorite is breckenridge for mm-hmm. sure it's where i grew up going a lot from kansas city we'd drive down there the midwestern way make a big drive all the way to the mountains um, so i want to go there for nostalgia's sake and then just see what i can do i'm gonna have actual time on the weekends to go and sit in i-70 traffic this year so oh, yeah. i'm excited so happy for you take yeah. that express lane although i've got the bill recently i have to pay it it's like fifteen dollars. Oh my gosh! I almost didn't do it, but I was coming down the mountain. I had to get home from camping, and I was like, "F it." It's time. Got to the fast lane. Yeah. Yeah. I got the bill. I was like fifteen dollars. Oh. Um. Anyway, my win. My win is a bit of a journey. It's going to sound like a fail, but it does turn out to be a win. Okay. The tank. Do y'all know about the tank? You ever heard of the tank outside of Rangeley? No. What is Rangeley? That's a town out on the western slope. <laughs> I'm already doing <laughs> great here. Right, so the tank is like a very special people, a very special place to audio people. Um, because in 1976, this is the backstory, a couple of people who lived in Rangeley, this small town, showed this sound artist named Bruce Odland, an old railroad water treatment facility. It's a seven-story steel water tank on top of a hill. And uh, this is the quote from Bruce. He says, I'd never heard anything like it. I'd never heard a sound last that long. And with these dizzyingly beautiful reverberation effects going all over the place, all over the place. So it's this like incredibly unique sound environment. Um, it was this open secret for a long time. 2013, the owners of the property wanted to sell and like the, the music community, audio community bounded together. They bought it. They created a nonprofit. That brings me to the part that felt like a fail. Last week, I got an email from this old contact of mine in the audio world, and he was like, the tank is in trouble. They're running out of money. They're really struggling. Um, so I freaked out, and I looked on their website. And I ended up calling to see what the real story is. I'm glad I did, because the guy, here's where it turns into a win. Not only is the tank doing fine, the wolves are at bay, according to executive director James Paul, but they have just recorded a album that they say is the best they've ever made. They had a string quartet go in and play Beethoven oh very slowly. And they apparently they're like racking up the votes for Grammy consideration. There, there's nominations coming out soon. They're very excited about it. I listened to it this week. I thought it was haunting and beautiful and just a, a really special recording. So I'm, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Maybe we'll listen to a little bit of this or 
That sounds so that cool. It's so beautiful. Cool. It's beautiful. I can't wait to share it with people. I've been looking forward to this all week. That sounds awesome. I hope they win a Grammy. And the Grammys are made here. The actual trophies. Is that true? No yeah. way. Oh, that's fun. Where? Yeah. Um, I think somewhere. Let me look it up right now. But yes, the Grammy trophies are made here in Colorado. Wow. Wow. Could I like commission one just for myself? <laughs> Best new artist? Best new. Which Grammy would you want? I don't know the Grammys, mm. so but just mm. a personalized one for well. me. Best <laughs> best new podcast producer, Ridge, Ridgeway. Ridge, Ridgeway. Ridgeway in the San Juans. Huh. That's cool. Yep. The Grammys wow. are born a remote mountain workshop in Ridgeway, Colorado. Local baby. Great. All right. Wow. Okay. What a what a blast from start to finish today. <laughs> Very fun energy in the room. What a what a great show. Thank you two so much, Justine, Olivia. This was great. Thank you. Thank you. That's all for the week here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were me, Paul Caroli, Natalie Rivera, and Olivia Jewell-Love. Peyton Garcia and Adrian Gonzalez write our morning newsletter, Hey Denver. Bree Davies is our host, and we hope she feels better soon. Our music is by Los Mochachetes, with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at CityCastDenver. And tell who else? Cannabis Karen herself, Stacey Davis, about us the next time you see her. Um, and tell her to call me back. I'd love to hear her side of the story. You can sign up for that daily newsletter I mentioned and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. See you next week. I was such a bad child hoarder that my mom would send me away with my grandparents for the weekend. And then I would come home and my room would be immaculately <gasps> no! organized. And I would freak out. I'd be like, no! what did you do with the pile of paper? My treasures. Those are my poems. <laughs> did my you disorganize my poems?